welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And it's your birthday this week. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome as you're sitting here sipping on rum chata. Um, You're welcome again. Uh, So, anything happened this week for your birthday? I mean, at work, anything exciting? Nothing? No? No? Awesome. Cool. I got a birthday card from home office. Woohoo! Okay. All right. Well, nothing actually happened on your birthday. However, I had to help deal with an issue with customers getting rowdy in one of our theaters. So, um, yeah. So we had on Saturday afternoon, as I'm trying to leave, mind you, a group of kids. So we talked last week about how we were uh, dealing with kids trying to sneak into R-rated movies and whatnot. This week it was, they didn't sneak in, they had parents that got them in and stayed with them and did nothing about them acting like fools. So, uh, anyway, so I'm trying to get drawers counted at shift change, because I've got to get to my other job. And uh, I have a woman pull me aside, who had already pulled me aside earlier to deal with the situation. I would sent somebody in, one of our best, to go deal with it. Uh, and nothing was happening at that time. Go figure Anyway, I got pulled aside again. They wanted a refund and all that. So I said, okay, I'm going to get you taken care of, and I'm going to see about what's going on here. About that time, two of the other managers, one is screaming to the other, I need you in here now. Um, and I went, okay. Another customer comes out and says, yeah, there's a fight about to break out in the theater. I have no idea what happened beyond that, other than apparently the group that had kids with them, uh, it was a 14-year-old's birthday party. It sounds like it was the Whiskey Tango Bunch, uh, as I like to call them. Um, and the 14-year-old decided he wanted to get mouthy with a 40-year-old man who was ready to drop his ass. So, needless to say, had to wound up readmitting the, the movie theater. I was not a part of all that. I just dealt with the angry customer initially. Um, you've been pretty fortunate. You haven't had to deal with a whole lot of that over the years. No, I've lucked out. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, on the other hand, have actually had to physically get involved between people, uh... Like, uh, there was one time many, many moons ago, um, <laughs> I already had an issue with this customer the week before, because he's the one that uh, got mouthy with another manager of mine and said that he wanted a manager, she was female, um, to which I told him, I said, I'm right here, what can I do for you? Because it ain't going to be much. This same customer had a drink spilled on him the following week, and it was Father's Day weekend, okay. had a drink spilled on him immediately accused the guy that did it of throwing it at him. They got into a physical, like actually took swings on each other out in the lobby. Um, gotta love classy clientele. So, uh, yeah. So, you, yeah, I would say you're pretty fortunate. You've never had to deal with that. You've also never gotten to deal with people having sex in the theater either. So, it's okay. It doesn't really happen much anymore that we know I don't remember the last time. Apparently it does, because I actually had a complaint a couple weeks ago about a couple couple trying to get it on in one of the theaters. So Someone told me about, someone made a complaint, but when they went in there, it was just a couple, they literally, like, they could tell they were not trying to do anything. They yeah. were literally just, they lifted the middle armrest, and they were just, like, under a blanket cuddling. And they said that they, they watched them, like, the couple was sitting to where they couldn't see the employee. Yeah. And then, so they sat there and watched them to see if they were trying to do anything under the blanket. Right. And they said they saw nothing. They were literally just sitting there watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know if I've told some of these I did have to deal with, um, their customer came out and it, so there was, 
There's a straight couple and a lesbian couple. Okay. I like where this is headed. And this woman comes out and she says that the lesbian couple kissed in front of her kid and she kept insisting, I don't care that there's two women. I just don't think they should be doing that in front of my kid. Like, if it was a straight couple, I'd be saying the same thing. Like, No, you wouldn't. So you would literally come out here if, like, a middle-aged straight couple kissed each other in the theater. You would come out and complain and want me to kick them out and tell them to stop. Right. I've literally never heard anyone mention that before. Yeah. Now, they're getting a little too hot and heavy. Yes, I have heard that. Right. Literally, like, and the couple, the, the lesbian couple actually ended up coming out and talking to me, and they were like, we're not going to sit here and make out in front of people. Like, we're not going to do it. Right. Like, it was literally just, like, a quick peck. Like, it was nothing. Yeah. But yeah, the lady acted like they were sitting there, like, having a full-on make-out session in front of her kid. Well. And if I remember right, it wasn't even a kid's movie. Yeah. I find it, I will always find it funny what parents are willing to let their kids watch. Uh, they're more more okay with violence on screen than people making out in the movie theater. Now, granted, I bust, we had to bust kids that were, well, I say kids, they were 20-somethings, uh, participa- participating in uh, oral sex during Transformers 2 in a packed house. But... <laughs> No, it shouldn't, especially back then. I mean, you know. I feel like we got more in the parking lot back then than we did in the building. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, that that back parking lot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. What what I will always find funny is what people are okay with their kids seeing and not seeing. Yeah, Um, agreed. Whether or not you like agree with, you know, they'll they'll take their kid to see it, but they'll they don't. They don't care, like, but they'll throw a fit about the stupidest thing. My kids here. Well, you just took your kid to see a movie about a killer clown. Right. Yeah. There's a lot worse things than it than whatever it was you just complained about. Right. Or the ones that don't like our um, six under six policy. Oh, they'll get over that. Like the ones that want to take their, like, toddler to see it with them at, like, 10 o'clock at night and they don't understand why we won't let them. Yeah. But I'm with them. I don't care. Yeah. No. The other people in the theater don't want to deal with your toddler. Right. Yeah. I've, I've been fortunate. I've only had to deal with like a couple actual fight fights, but that was one. The other one was a couple of teenage girls. Um, the only fight I had to deal with, I think I've already talked about on the show. Yeah. And by the time I got called down there, it was, it was actually more a kitchen manager that had yeah. to deal with it. And this was like, I think he only had a kitchen manager like a month at that point. Right. So he barely knew how to do the kitchen manager part, let alone be a, a manager manager. Yeah. And by the time I got down there, because I was up in the booth dealing with other problems, by the time I got down there, they were all just calmly standing to the side of concession, talking about it, and the cops had already been called. Right. So my job at that point was basically just to stand there and make sure they didn't punch each other. Yeah. Now, the, uh, the last, guys, the last actual fight I actually had to physically get involved in outside. It was around that same time period too of the, uh, the father's day. Fight. Um, it was a pair of teenage girls. Was that father's day this year? Uh, this, this was father's day like 10 years ago. Oh, I was going to say, I don't remember this story. Yeah, no, DJ was, DJ was involved the week before with the same guy. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so it's been a minute. Uh, but like we had, I was probably I, at school. Yeah, probably. Um, hush girls. Uh, Anyway, these two teenage girls got into it, like hair pulling, fists swinging, drinks getting thrown at each other, all of that. 
I, everybody's, we're trying to take our lunch break, the man. And so I run into the old break room, grab them and say, Hey, we got a fight out here. I need help. So everybody comes storming out. Me and one of the other managers each get, wrap our arms around the waist of one of these girls. And while they're still hands swinging and hair being grabbed, rip them apart. So they both got a good clump of, clump of each other's hair. Anyway, have to rip them apart, detain them, set them aside, let the cops get there and deal with it. Turns out the whole thing was over a stupid boy. So, moral of the story is, men ain't shit. Quit fighting over Girls ain't shit either. Don't fight over them either. So, that's what all boils down to. But anyway, just, like I said, having this, guys, having this near fight happen this week just made me think of all those, those yeah. stories. So, um, all right, so... We'll get into into some news stories that are happening this week. We've also I've uh, got a special interview I did with. Uh, so I've been trying to get other theater employees and managers from all across the country and across the globe. I've had a few bites. Unfortunately, this week we were going to actually do a couple, and I have them ready for future shows. Hold on. Um, uh, yeah. Um, lost my train of thought. Anyway. Uh, so had a few people bite, so we'll probably get some more of those people on in the future. Uh, I went ahead and recorded an interview with one of them just because of how scheduling was working out. This week, it just wasn't panning out the way it needed to with... Um, Trying to work them all to yourself. I well, think. you know. Well, we um, can talk to people. No, well, you don't You don't like socializing anyway, so what are you complaining about? True, I'm not so, anyway. Um, unfortunately, uh, we have given a fat shout-out. Crystal's dad had to have a couple surgeries this week, so we've been dealing with that. He's doing a lot better. Um, I just wanted to give him a shout out. Let him know he's doing okay. Um, so yeah, I had to deal with that. That just kind of derailed our, our recording schedule this week. So that's why it worked out the way it did. But I'm gonna let you listen to the interview later on. You provide feedback and kind of. Yeah. And talking to the guy, it sounds like a lot of things are just universal with customers. So I remember following um, movie theater problems back in the day on yeah. Twitter. I don't think I've been through the post hardly ever anymore, but there was a point in time where they were super active. Yeah. And people would submit stuff. And right. I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's the same everywhere. Yep. So. To varying degrees. Yeah. So, um, so we've got that. We've also, we're playing a special game this week. Uh, so I, I, I bring this up because I've already, we've already recorded a little inside baseball. We've recorded segments this week so that way we can go ahead and just plug them in wherever. So. Uh, not revealing who won, but we are playing Pitch Me a Sequel, a variation on our Pitch Me a Remake game, um, based around the number one movie that was out when you were born, and that was Stephen King's Stand By Me. Been a lot of Stephen King talk lately, and eh, rightfully so. So, yep. So, um, yeah, as we get into next month, we're definitely doing some horror movies, and Stephen King will definitely be involved with that. So, um, yeah. So uh, we'll just dig right into some of these news stories, though. Uh, so first off, Apple has made a play for J.J. Abrams. It did not work. So a- everybody's doing their own streaming services now. Yeah. Apple is looking to, is doing the same thing. It launches November 1st. So it's Apple Plus. I don't know why everybody wants to go with Plus as their, their thing, but whatever. Anyway, they tried to get J.J. Abrams, and here's the deal that they offered him. $500 million to come on and exclusively create content for them over, I think, a period of five years. Half a billion dollars. I kind of respect him for, for saying no. Yeah. Well, and here, so we'll get into the no. So what he wound up doing was he wound up taking half of that money 
and signing an exclusive deal with Warner Brothers. So all of his bad robot stuff that he's working on uh, that isn't tied up with like the Mission Impossible franchise over Paramount will all now be over at Warner Brothers. Here's the reason why he said no. And it's going to lead into our next little news story, which is going to make both of us happy if it turns out to actually work out. The reason that he said no is because Apple does not have a theatrical distribution model. It's kind of the same problem that Netflix and Amazon are running into. They don't have theatrical distribution deals. Filmmakers want their movies shown in a theater. And, and rightfully so. Even though everything is going to streaming, it's still an event to go see a movie. So Even if you just offer, okay, we'll have it in a couple cities for a limited run. Right. That's going to draw them in every time. Yes. So Because that's the intended format. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, while I respect him for saying no to Apple, I and I really respect him for the for the reasoning behind it. It now leads Apple to figure something out. Because I've looked at their launch slate of what they're going to have on their streaming service from the get-go. I, sorry, I also don't blame them because knowing Apple, mm-hmm. they are a very controlling company. Right. So I would be surprised if they let him do whatever he wanted to do. Right. They would want control. Yes. Whereas I feel like Warner Brothers would be far more likely to be like... We trust you. Yeah. Just run it by us first. Well, the track record speaks for itself yeah. with him. He's obviously he's rebooted franchise in Star Trek and Star Wars. So I feel like this is the part where I need to insert the disclaimer that I'm not an Apple fan. Uh, we know that's okay. <laughs> Everything I use is Apple, but that's fine. Uh, and I and I get where you're coming from. So yeah, I'm sure Apple would probably have him tied up with what they want to do. Same time, they don't really have a whole lot of room to negotiate. So what Apple is now trying to do. And Amazon's actually looking at doing the same thing. They're both looking at buying studios. So here's here's the list of, of prospective studios they're looking to buy. CBS Viacom, which is the one that owns Paramount. That's a big one. They've got some properties. They've got Transformers. They've got G.I. Joe, the Hasbro stuff, mm-hmm. um, in addition to the Mission Impossible franchise, all that. Wouldn't be a bad get. Yeah. They're looking at Lionsgate, which is smaller, but still has properties like The Hunger Games, John Wick, things That's like it. that. They bought up a whole lot of rights to a whole lot of young adult novels yes. that never got made, too. Right. Um, A24, which is kind of having a, an independent resurgence, and it's you know a lot of different like independent horror films, too, um, such as like The Witch and I think Hereditary from last year. I want to say Midsummer, which came out this year as well. Well, Midsummer was done by the same people that did Hereditary. Yes, so, so it's probably a trifle. Probably the same. So, but then there's the big one. Good old Sony slash Columbia Pictures. So here's where this gets interesting. Remember, we talked a while back about how Sony kind of shat the bed and said, "No, thank you, Disney. We want to keep our current deal." And Disney said, "Eat a dick. We'll just uh, we'll just sit over here and rake in the cash without Spider-Man." Sure, and they will. Well, rumor has it, and as I keep digging through different sources, the rumor actually might be true. Somebody actually did leak a copy of the the Sony Marvel licensing contract. Oops. If Sony gets bought out be it by Disney getting pissed off and saying, screw it, here's $2 billion, we'll take your whole studio. Or Apple saying, hey, we need content, we'll take this. Or Amazon saying, we need that. Which is a possibility just because of like their television department, because like they've got the boys and a few other shows. Yeah. If, regardless of who buys them, 
the rights to Spider-Man revert back to Marvel, bringing him back to the MCU. Not only that, it will also bring over the other Spider-Man adjacent characters, such as Venom, Morbius, all those characters that they own or, or have the rights to. Without giving Sony a damn dime. Again, I place fault on both sides in the story, but Sony just a little more, and that part of the story just cracked me up. Karma. It, it is karma. You don't go into a negotiation without an actual counteroffer. Why would you do that? Keeping things the same is not a counteroffer. No, no, it is not. So, um, yeah, it just it made me chuckle that that is actually going to be the case. So, uh, now the question is, how soon can a deal get done? So, because I would assume MCU has plans for Spider-Man ready to go should they get him back. Oh, I'm sure, because uh, you know they've been planning it. Yes. And now they're reassessing without him. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I'll be kind of curious to see what happens. But the smug smirk on your face about the whole thing just makes me, <laughs> just makes my heart sing. It's just hilarious. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, so yeah, we'll move on to another studio that was not mentioned in possibly being bought, um, but is trying to get their own cinematic universe done. It's not happening, but Universal, uh, just announced that they have signed a deal for M. Night Shyamalan to release two movies in 2021 and 2023. No idea what those projects are. Knowing M. Night Shyamalan, it could be anything. It really could. Um, I don't expect it to be a sequel to Glass. No. So, as much as I would like one, it's not happening. Pretty but, sure he straight up said he's done with that yeah, whole universe. Right. So, but there's so much storytelling opportunity there. I'd kind of like to see what he comes up with. So, um, but yeah, thoughts on that? I mean, two different Shyamalan movies. Outside of the split and glass, what are, have you watched any of the his other more recent stuff like The Visit? Or, I feel like there was another one in there. I don't, recently, I don't think so, but I've seen almost all of his movies. Okay. I actually really like him. I know people, for some reason, in like popular culture, love to shit all over him. Yeah. But I think he's fantastic. Sure. I love most of his movies. Okay. I'm willing to go see just about anything. I don't even. I don't even defend him when it comes to Last Airbender because it's not his fault. It's not his fault. So. Um, Studio interference. Yeah, doesn't always play out, Sony. Um, anyway, all right. So moving from, from one area to another, we've also got we had a cast announcement this week for The Suicide Squad, which will be James Gunn's soft reboot, because they are bringing back Margot Robbie and Joel Kinnaman and Viola Davis uh, as their respective characters from the first movie. We already knew Idris Elba was joining the cast. We have a whole list of names, and of course it was attached with a tweet that said, don't get too attached, yep. meaning we're probably going to see some people's heads explode, but... Just running through some of these. David Desmalchin, Kansas City native. Yeah. Woo he's jumping to, over to the DCEU. Uh, this will be the second time he's played a DC character now. Because he was on The Flash uh, a couple seasons That's ago. Right. Yeah. Um, of course, Jai Courtney's back as well. John Cena is joining the cast, uh, trying to, I guess, do what The Rock does and be franchised Viagra. I don't know. Mm. Um, we kind of curious to see how that plays out. Flula Board. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I saw a video of him actually working out, but he's uh, he's doing the rope things where you, oh, yeah. yeah, you whip him around, and he's talking about how you fight a fight an octopus by grabbing it by the tentacles. So um, I'm sure he'll bring his brand of weird. Nathan Fillion's joining the cast. Sean Gunn is jumping over. 
from the MCU. Uh, we've also got Storm Reed, who we watched. Where James Gunn goes, Sean Gunn. Yes, typically. Uh, Storm Reed. Kirk is nothing if not a follower. Poor Kirk. <laughs> Uber. <laughs> so uh, Storm Reed's joining. We watched her in Don't Let Go. Um, He's still adding to his list of jokes. Yes. Sorry, um, anyway. It's okay. Stopping with the Gilmore Girls. It's okay. Pete Davidson joining the cast. Probably a small role. Uh, Taika Watiti also jumping. Look at who's jumping <laughs> over from the MCU. This is just kind of fun. Uh, Alice Braga is joining the cast. Steve Agee. Uh, Michael Rooker, because James Gunn does not make a movie without Michael Rooker. Um, and I just hope he gets to play King Shark uh, with his heavy southern accent. Still one of my favorite celebrities we've met. Um, just because of that. Uh, and then one Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi, was joining the cast with his Scottish accent, I'm sure, intact. I'm Apparently he shaved his head. I'm pretty sure I've seen a picture. Have you? I haven't seen a picture yet, and I'm it's not weird. sure I want to. It's just weird. Anyway, any thoughts on uh, some of these casting announcements? For It's a solid cast. Uh, it is a solid cast. I just oh, wonder how many people to fit into a movie. Remember, we did kill off a bunch of a bunch of I people mean, in the first true. one, so and that is mo for the Suicide Squad. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. With, I'm really excited to see what they do with Peter Capaldi, yeah, uh, playing a role. Kind of hoping maybe he plays Egghead or a couple. There, there's so many different options, um, but yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens when that comes out. I think that's next year or 2021. What? Yeah, I don't. I think remember. it's 2021. So. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to have this guest interview uh, that I did. Uh, this kid's name is Parker. I think it's Millie. I know I got it in the interview when I announced it. So, and I apologize, Parker, for butchering your name again. It's it's been kind of a hectic afternoon trying to get this done. So, um, but yeah, when we come back, we'll listen to that. We'll talk about it, and then of course we'll go play Pitch Me a Sequel at the end. All right. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back. Um, so yeah, this is Parker Millie that joined me on uh, on the show today. Um, I, I put out a like a little casting call is what I'm going to call it um, on a few subreddits. One of which was for movie theater employees. Uh, and if you're listening to this, you worked for a movie theater here in the past year, yeah, you know, for at least a year or so is kind of what I gave a minimum for because I know turnover is kind of high. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're definitely interested, please give us a shout out at uh, mydrunkmovietheater at gmail.com, or you can catch us on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, and I'll, I'll do all the shout outs at the end for that too. Um, but Parker was one of the guys that actually responded back, so because I had several people reach out. Um, again, with things going on with my father-in-law this week, kind of had difficulty making it work, but finally made it work. So uh, the next time I do this, though, Trisha, I'll make sure you're, you're with me so that way we can actually interview them together. Um, so, uh, yeah, so here we go. So this is the interview with Parker. Um, just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back once uh, that's done playing. All right, so I uh, brought on a guest today. Uh, this is Parker, uh, is that Miley? Millie? Millie. 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 Uh, Parker's from Charlotte, but living uh, somewhere around Nashville area. Um, Parker, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I put out a call out uh, a couple weeks ago on a couple different uh, subreddits. Uh, you were one of the ones to respond, and I appreciate you doing that. Um, so yeah, definitely. Tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, I'm Parker. Uh, I'm 18. I'm at, okay. currently at college for audio production and stuff. Um, I worked at a small independent theater in Charlotte 
for about two and a half years, pretty much as soon as I turned 16, I was like, yep, that seems fun. So started working there. And right. now I'm just kind of seasonal. I'll go back during the summer and stuff. But Okay. Cool. Now, now this this theater in particular, um, how many screens is it? Uh, 14. 14. Okay. And it's an independent theater? Yep. Yeah. That's... It's in like a really nice little area of Charlotte. Okay. But yeah, gotcha. there's like three theaters you can really go to. So we're one of them. I gotcha. Okay. Um, all right. So, so you said you just, you thought it sounded like fun when you started there. So I mean, was there anything else that drew you to it or? Uh, I had a friend working there at the time. Um, his name was Eli. We called him worse Eli cause we had two Eli's and he was the worst of the two. Okay. Um, Sounds but, great. uh, so I started working there cause of him and then he eventually kind of, I think he got fired. He had, he had the quitter. He got fired, but I just kind of hung around cause I made my new friends there. Yeah, sure. Been working there ever since. Okay. Um, all right. So you spent two years there. So you've probably, you've probably seen some of the bigger openings there. Um, probably one of the more recent Star yeah. Wars or um, It Chapter mm. One, things like that. Oh, um, uh, but, it weekend. Oh, that was a whew. Yeah. Uh, I was not back at my theater yet for, uh, for Chapter One, but I was there for uh, uh, The Last Jedi. Um, oh, yeah. And all that. Yeah. Uh, always fun. Uh, the, the, the big one while I was there was Black Panther. I that was that was huge. That was our busiest weekend like ever. Yeah, that was it was huge for us too. Um, that was um, I ducked out that weekend because we had a Comic Con going on in Kansas City. Um, so I had more important things to do than deal with people. So <laughs> yeah, uh, it wasn't intentional. It's just kind of how it worked out. But uh, yeah, okay. So. Uh, all right, so about this area in Charlotte, um, what what kind of clientele are you guys seeing there? You said it's a, it's a nicer area, but like, uh, um, it. Well, it's a nicer area, but um, looks can be deceiving. We yeah. have a lot of just weird clientele. You know, it's a lot of normal people just doing their thing, and then you get the weird people in every now and again. Yeah, and by that I mean like every shift. Um, I remember there was this one day I was um I was ushering and I went in to clean the bathrooms just you know as you do, mm-hmm. and there's this guy in there just doing his thing. I, he's either on the phone or he's talking to his son. I couldn't like see the kid, but uh, I walk in and I hear him go, "Look, son, I know you're gonna be fine, but Daddy's going to prison." So that was my cue to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? So, <laughs> yeah. So a, a lot of stuff in that vein happens there. It's it's a very interesting place to work it sounds like it uh that god that can only go so many different ways (laughs) uh wow okay um all right yeah like i I wish i wish i'd stuck around to see what happened (laughs) (laughs) you might be glad that you didn't (laughs) yeah yeah um all right so uh all right, so you said nicer area looks can be deceiving. I feel like that's kind of the mo for uh, for the theater I work at. Um, ours, <laughs> ours. So the town we're in is a suburb of Kansas City, uh, and its population is probably close to a hundred thousand. Um, but we draw in a lot of the surrounding towns, um, <laughs> which would also include like small kick towns, um, parts of Kansas City that aren't exactly ideal for. Uh, people without color on their skin um right <laughs> you know we we see a lot uh now this the past two weekends we've been dealing with it chapter two and it's um it's opening weekend and the follow-up weekend 
It seemed like the follow-up weekend for us got worse just because on, uh, I think it was last Saturday, we almost had a fight break out between a couple of groups of customers during one showing and not even a night show. This is like 4.50 in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Um, and granted, it's uh, it's not what it used to be because it used to be back before we like did the renovations and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I've had to separate teenage girls from ripping each other's hairs, hair out, like, Things like that. Um, yeah, naturally. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm sure you've probably witnessed some similar things at your location. Oh, oh, definitely. Um, this was, I, I cannot remember when this was. I don't really remember the details because I wasn't, like, working that day. But mm-hmm. um, from what I heard, like, this, like, one guy, like, sat in someone else's seat. Because we recently, like, I think last summer, we switched to assigned seating. We had been doing stadium seating. Then, like, we did renovations and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. and people just, they, they don't understand how it works. Like, but anyway, so this one guy sat in this other guy's seat, and apparently he just, the guy who bought the seat just was not having it. And, like, right. the guy was like, oh, oh, I'll move or whatever, but no, he, he was not having it, and they got into, like, a full-on fist fight, and we we have cops that stay in the theater on duty on weekends. Sure. So they, they, they were in there, and, yeah, people people are crazy, man. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, uh, yeah, we um, let's say we do the same thing. We have a cop every Friday and Saturday night because that's that's when the riffraff tends to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember there was one day, it was a night shift. We were working. This has been almost ten years ago. Um, back before, and this was well before we did the reserve seating and all that, uh, which it sounds like everybody's going to. Um, I like I personally, I'm not a fan of it for our specific theater, but like okay. I, I, it's the industry standard, I guess, but sorry, okay. continue. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, just curious. Um, why? <laughs> okay, so the people who come to our theater are not the brightest of the bunch. And the initial, like, when we did our renovations, it mm-hmm. was just very torturous on everyone because they did it, like, they bought the cheapest possible chairs. So, like, the new, because we got recliners where we had just had, like, stadium seats. Right. And most of them don't work or break constantly. And okay. it's like every other customer you get is like berating you about, oh, why'd you have to go to a science seating? And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> um, it was just, it was a terrible process. But I mean, I guess we're there now. And like, okay. <laughs> right. like, I was just, no, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. The way that like you pick your seats at our theater, it's like we have these, these little TV screens and you just, you tell us the seat that you want and then we pick it on our screens. And we have like these big stickers on them that say not a touch screen. And every single person, every single person is just tapping away. So why won't this work? And I'm like, if you knew how to read, this would be much easier. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. The only reason I ask is I, I am, I'm actually very pro reserve seating. Um, uh, that's, and that's just from years of, uh, you know, having to sell tickets and then immediately have to refund tickets to people who got in and there's only front row seating left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, personally, I'm like, I don't feel like camping out for the next Star Wars movie or whatever, which I've had to do multiple times over the years. So, um, oh, you know, so yeah, as like, a pay, as like, sorry, sorry. no, go ahead. Um, yeah, like, as like a customer, I'm well, oh, yeah. sorry. I, my connection is really bad. The Wi-Fi in the dorm is not very good. Oh, but, I um, as like a customer, like yeah. I am so pro reserved seating. 
but as right. an employee, like, sure. cause like you were talking about like the front row seats or whatever, but like people will like buy those front row seats and then they'll come out and still get that refund because they don't want them. Yeah. And like people do that all the time. It's oh, and, and we have very, that. very annoying. Yeah. We have that too, but at least then you can say, I tried to warn you. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, and that's, that's just my thought. on The other thought I have too, is that, you know, you go to a concert cause like, here's the thing. Have you noticed that it's mostly old people bitching about it? Yes, all the time. Okay. Um, And my argument with them is, you know, you go to a football game uh, at a big stadium or you go to a concert or you go to whatever, it's all – your tickets are picked in advance. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, to me, why why is going to the movie theater, you know, going to be that much of an inconvenience to you to do it that way too? So – Right. Yeah. So so I I get both sides. Like, it'd be nice to just walk in, be able to pay for a seat and not have to worry about picking out the seat. And I definitely hear you on, like, the touch screens or the lack thereof. Our, yeah. lo- our location, it we have touch screens uh, there on, on our registers so that way people can pick their seats. The problem is, is they don't always work. Right. So, uh, so I have to sit there and, like, tell people, just let me know what seat you want. And then they start tapping the screen. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You know, I feel like I just said this. So... It's not how that works. Yeah, I so I definitely get the frustration there. So um, yeah, like I like I know it should be like reserved seating, and that's like how it like that it flows better that way. But like I'm like I know I'm not justified, but I'm just like stadium seating was cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I understand. Um, and then back to the reclining seats. It's, sounds like you got the same problem we do. Is your button uh, on the inside of the arms there? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have that same problem, too, where, where those buttons tend to go out in fairly quick fashion, and they start racking up really fast. Well, our problem was never the buttons. Um, when they, really? like, installed the seats, first of all, they didn't give us enough motors for the seats. Okay. So, like, half of them just didn't work. And then the motors that we had would, like, like there wasn't enough power going into them, so they just kind of crap out. Yeah. So, like, and that like that lasted for, like, a couple of months. I think we finally got that fixed, but, like, those couple of months, especially, um, it was um, Infinity War opening weekend. This oh, was happening. Wow. And we had half of the theaters closed down because they were being renovated. And yeah. the other half, most of the seats barely worked. So that, that was a very fun, fun experience. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, we've got, um, I was going to say, we've got these, uh, the, the motion theater. We, ours is MX4D. I don't know if you guys have that at your location. <laughs> no, we got screens. <laughs> Okay, you got you got lucky. So we've got we've got a couple different things. So we've got what we call the green screen, which is like our version of IMAX, um, and then we've got uh, we've got screenplay, which basically is a kids theater that has a uh, a playground in it. Oh and wow! Got, yeah, uh, which they're allowed to play for thirty minutes before the movie, and then they have to stop. So uh, go to their seats. So it's on the one hand, I see where they're coming from and getting kids worn out, so that way they sit down and watch the damn movie. At the same time, I'm going. Quit bringing your kids to the movie. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, anyway, so the other one we have is called it's MX4D, and like I said, it's a motion screen that also uh, incorporates like different scents during the movie, and like uh, all the all the like 3D effects you would have on screen are now in house with you. Uh, oh, so wow. Strobe lights whenever explosions go off, yeah, things like that. Um, we have had that thing almost two years now because we, we just completed our renovation November of, or sorry, December of 2017. So we're coming up on two years. Uh, we've already had to, to go through a couple different benches on there because it's bench style seating that uh, 
kind of like a roller coaster. So the seats don't recline. Um, so it's a very rigid style of seat. Uh, and then it's like four per bench. Anyway, we've had three of those kind of go out on us in various ways. And we're just now mm-hmm. getting them back up and running. One of them has been out for several months. Um, and I think that one is the worst to deal with because that one, I warn people when they go in exactly what they get into with it. Um, and then they come out like 30 minutes into the movie and I go, nope, can't do it. It made me motion sick. And I'm going, yeah, if you, I told you this, if you get motion sick, it's not ideal. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you. Lucky stars. You don't have uh, that. It's a cool experience. We, um, we don't, we don't have anything that fancy. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have anything that fancy, but um, remember it was like one of my, one of my first weekends working mm-hmm. and this lady comes in and she gives me a ticket and I to the like take looked like it might have said 11 so i guess she went into 11 but um the thing the thing was that theater eight was playing lego batman i believe mm-hmm. and 11 was playing triple x return of xander okay. cage so she whichever whichever ticket she had she was trying to see triple mm-hmm. x but um so she goes into the lego batman theater and like 30 minutes later, like she was, she was late to the movie anyways, but 30 minutes later she comes out and she's like, I don't think I'm in the right movie. And that, I don't know why that made me think of it, but um, I was like, so you, you just watched Lego Batman for 30 minutes before you realized you weren't in the, the Vin Diesel right. movie. I, I have no idea why that made me think of that, but. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I've, I've got, so we have that, I told you about that screenplay theater. So we play that, most of mm. the kid movies in there. If we don't have a kid's movie to throw in there, we'll, we'll do like just a regular showing and change the price for it for like a PG-13 film. Anyway, mm. uh, so, but uh, last Christmas we had in there Mary Poppins and then it switched to another kid's movie after that. Or no, before that. So that was going to be Mary Poppins. So I had people that were paying to see Mary Poppins and this projector decided to schedule on its own. I don't know what happened, but it scheduled on its own the other movie. And so it started this other movie. And it took people 45 minutes to come out and say, hey, uh, it's supposed to be Mary Poppins in there and not what we're currently watching. <laughs> so it sounds like, oh, it sounds like stupidity is a universal thing is what, it's, what I'm uh, getting from this. People, <laughs> people will just sit through anything. I'm telling you, man, they... Uh, they will, yeah, they don't want to be inconvenienced, but they, they want to sit there and definitely bitch after the fact. That's the best part. So, and people, people will complain over anything. They like, I had, I had someone complain once that their popcorn looked too, like, fresh, which, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Too, too fresh? Yeah. That's what, that's what got me. Cause I was like, if it was too old, like, fine, whatever. Yeah. But like, too, too fresh wow well just wow oh geez all right well um all right well parker i'm gonna i'm gonna finish up this segment with you i do appreciate you coming on just real quick uh what's your favorite movie scott pilgrim versus the world oh solid choice. easy solid easy choice. love that you're right love that you're uh, right i do too um you excited for his new one uh, i think it's like last night in soho or something to that effect uh, have you heard anything about Oh, that? I haven't heard of that. Uh, so, yeah. No, I haven't heard anything about it's that. It's a psychological thriller. Uh, they're, I think they're either shooting it now or it comes out next year. I can't remember who he's got in it. Uh, what's her name? Anya Taylor-Joy. She was in Split and um, uh, Black. Oh, sick. Yeah. It, it, like, it looks like it's got a pretty good cast. 
of course, it's Edgar Wright. I'm definitely showing up to watch it. So uh, Right, right. Yeah. It's probably going to be pretty good. Very cool. All right, man. Well, hey, I do appreciate you coming on. You're welcome to come back anytime. Um, again, sorry. Right, definitely. Apologize for the for the hectic uh, schedule. Uh, appreciate your understanding with the, the stuff of my like father-in-law this week and all that. So. Oh, no, you're good. You're cool. good. Well, Parker, thank you again. Uh, look forward to talking to you again on, in the near future. Yeah, definitely. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Anytime, just hit me up. Yeah, no problem. Right. Bye-bye. All right, so that was Parker Millie. Um, again, thanks, to Parker, for coming on. So, Trisha, you got to hear the interview. Uh, takeaways. There's a lot. I was sitting there kind of laughing and nodding, going, yep, that sounds like our theater. Uh, yeah, a lot of it, it felt like he was describing our place <laughs> to a T. Uh, yeah. I'm really curious to see how his opinion on reserve seating changes in – even just like six months, like, yeah. it sounds like he just got to experience the painful transition process. Like, we still get people that come in that like, what? I have to pick my seat? I don't understand. Right. Like, I have my spiel, too. That's what uh, writes me up a lot. You know, these are the ones that are taken. This is the front row. And, like, they will literally interrupt me mm-hmm. to ask me the information I'm trying to give them. Yes. It's really not that difficult to figure no. out. But... The, that first, I'd say first month, mm-hmm. definitely, that we were reserve seating was rough. Yeah. Um, because people didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, before pre-renovation, we didn't do a whole lot of on- online ticket sales. No. Because it was first come, first serve. People thought it was stupid. It wasn't worth the, the extra ticket price when you could just show up early and get a better seat anyway. But uh, so when we switched to reserve seating... We still, I remember, I still remember that first weekend. Like, because back in the old days, when you were in box office, mm-hmm. the lobby was full of people in line trying to get the tickets. And it was still like that. But we were sold out of everything because people, well, A, we we lost half our seating right. for the recliners. Sorry. But also, people were buying their tickets online and picking the seats. And, like, it was so difficult for people to understand that the seats were already taken. <laughs> and like, are you sure it's that? Yes, I'm showing you the seat map that shows that everything is taken. Yeah, we're not saying it for our health. Yeah, but I noticed sometime after that kind of month to six week mark, it started getting better. Like a lot of people started figuring it out. I'm sure there's people that just left too because we had lots of people insisting that. Oh, this is stupid. I'm never coming back here again. Okay, we're still selling out every weekend, so whatever. I'm really, I'm really torn up about this. Yes. But um, I think what's funnier is the people that I know come all the time and they still complain about it. And they still act like they don't understand it. Like, how many times have we been through this? I know you've been here multiple times and yeah. gone through this multiple times. Right. Well, and like I, like I was telling him, you know, you get reserve seating when you go to a concert, yeah. when you go to a football game, a baseball game. And I've yeah. said that a million times and I'll probably say it a million more. Why are we making such a big deal about it being the yeah. same way at the movies? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to camp out for my – as a customer, I love it. Like when Draft House first came to Kansas City and they had that, yeah. it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you'll never convince me otherwise. I love it. Yeah. Um, having to, that, that transitional phase as an employee before your customers figure yes. it out, it sucks. Yeah. I will not deny that. It sucks because you are going to get yelled at constantly. Right. But once once it kind of clicks, 
Mm-hmm. Like people actually get bored in box office now. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're we're selling out of like every show on a Friday Saturday night, and box is just sitting there like scanning a ticket. There you go. Like. Mm-hmm. We're mostly worried about like who am I working with? Who am I stuck up with? There. Yeah. Who who am I going to have to cavort with tonight? Like. Yeah. It's. I remember the days that counting a box drawer. There was so much money in a box drawer. Yeah. There would be two to three times at least the cash in a box drawer as there was in a concession drawer. Oh, yeah. And now... Not even close. There's not hardly anything in box drawers anymore. Yeah. On like a Friday, Saturday night when most people had bought their ticket online, there's hardly anything in there. Right. Yeah. Now you get to a weekday when, you know, during school we don't use box office, but in the summer when box office is open all the time, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll get a lot more people just wandering out to buy tickets, but... yeah. Yeah, it's completely changed how we do business. And yeah. honestly, like, I remember when they started talking about it before we got ours, and we were all like, oh, no, this is going to be awful. But I'm fortunate enough that I get to go to the manager's meetings, and I remember talking to managers of other theaters that already have it, and they're like, no, no, you don't understand. Yeah. You're going to love this once you once you get the – everyone gets the hang of it, and it kind of becomes the norm. You will love this. Yeah. It makes – life easier and they were right yeah yeah and i think he's going to experience that once he goes back this this holiday season i'm yeah. sure um one of the big things i could not help but but take away from it was the story of the the guy in the bathroom <laughs> um yes. holy cow uh daddy's going to prison um i remember checking a bathroom there was like a mom and like a small child like in a stall yeah because they do little kids can't go on their own and get it so I'm just sitting there wiping on the counter, and the, the mom and the little girl are talking, and the little girl is like, well, you don't feel so good. I think I'm going to throw up. And the mom reacts with, well, you, you're just going to deal with it, because I already bought the tickets. Wow. And I remember being on, I think I was on floor that day, and I was just like, I'm going to have to clean up puke later, aren't I? Probably. I will never forget the time I walked into a theater and found puke with, not even kidding, half pieces of Sour Patch Kids in them. Like, big enough pieces that I knew what it was. That's disgusting. Yeah. Still isn't going to top Crystal in the Trump story. Couldn't even be bothered to come out and be like, I'm so sorry, my child threw up in the theater. Like, I would have come, because the stuff we used for it, Mm -hmm. because it was, I want to say it was like Theater 5. Right. Theater 4, Theater 5, something like that. It might have been 6. But it was down in that hallway. The janitor's closet that holds the, that we kept the stuff in, we always call it kitty litter stuff, is on the other side of the theater. Yeah. So I already walked to this theater to clean it, found the puke, had to walk back to the other side of the theater, get the stuff, walk back into the theater, take care of it, and then walk back across the theater to put it away, and then go to my next theater. She's like, you couldn't have told me. I could have brought it with me. And the whole class is a lot faster. But yeah, this mom seriously is like, your child is telling you they're sick and you're just going to tell them to deal with it right. because you don't want to get a refund on a ticket. Take yeah. that child home. Right. Uh, yeah. Be a parent for once. I'm sure that's probably difficult for him. Uh, yeah. No. Today, I think about that. I think that phrase. Yeah. In our theater. Yeah. Just be a parent. Yeah. But no, when he told me that, I'm, just, I'm sitting there, I'm going... I, I do and I don't want any more details. Like, I'm hoping that he's just saying daddy's going to prison and it's because he did something else. It has nothing to do with what he's going to do with that child. I pray that is what the story is behind it. Uh, 
yeah, was not expecting that. So, yeah. but same time, considering how many people we've caught, or well, I've caught either having sex in the theater or trying to get in a fight or whatever. Yeah. Um, I am sure it is probably a little less uh, sinister than what, what I'm initially thinking. Probably. It is. So, um, yeah, uh, no, those, those two things were what stood out to me. Um, like I said, the way he was talking about the, the area around that theater. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was just us to a T like yep. nicer area of, you know, I'm assuming probably a suburb of Charlotte. Um, yeah. You know, uh, 14 screens, 14 screens for an independent theater. I'm actually that's impressed. That's a big independent theater. Yeah, like, when I've seen other endings, The only one that I know of that's in our area is Eat Screen. Yeah. And that used to be owned by a chain. Right. Um, yeah, and, and well, and, and all the other ones that we have in the area, like There's the Screenland, like but they're like two or three at yeah. the most, you know, maybe the tiny four. Ones. Um, Riker, get down! Those potatoes are not for you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I made dinner, and I haven't eaten yet, and Riker decided Dog's to Dog's trying to steal you dinner. Dog's you trying dinner. to eat my food. Riker, you act like you're just a bottomless pit. You've been fed. Trisha seen it. It's true. So, yeah, come on, boy. Um, yeah. It, it, so, yeah, the way he was talking about just that area and that, you know, they got three other theaters, yeah. you know, in the area, or one of three theaters in the area. Here we've got one in Independence, Blue Springs. There's uh, a lot in there. Yeah. yeah, and then, of course, our company has three alone in the just within, like, a 30-mile radius. Yeah. Um, actually, no, four, if I count down in Harrisonville. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so <laughs> it, ba- it barely counts, I know. So, um, oh, yeah. Uh, it just it sounds like, and we'll probably wind up, when we do this again with a couple mm-hmm. other managers or uh, theater employees, we'll probably get kind of the same thing. Just some things are going to be universal, yep. um, be it belligerent customers or whatever. <laughs> but it's nice to know we're not alone. That's true. <laughs> true. So, all right. So we're going to take another break. When we come back, we are playing Pitch Me a Sequel with, uh, unfortunately, we've only got one of our contestants showing up, but the other two <laughs> sent their stuff in. Uh, so I'll be reading that off. But Chad McCubbin's going to join us here in a bit. Uh, so stick around. All right, guys, we're back. So uh, I only got one person to join us this week for the show, but I do have two other pitches that I'll be reading off to you guys. Uh, Chad McCubbin, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Glad to be back. Yeah. So uh, let's see if you can fare better with absolutely none of your competition here to defend their answers. <laughs> I, I trust you guys will make the right decision today. I, I trust we probably won't. So, um, all right. So I've got you and I've got uh, Alex and Austin Robinson, uh, Robertson doing their pitches. So I'm just going to be reading off theirs because they couldn't make good enough time to get with us. Um, Unfortunately, scheduling conflicts happen, so uh, anyway. All right, so I think we'll just go – we're going to go late. So here's this week's Pitch Me game. Uh, Trisha, this week was your birthday. Yes, you have your birthday rum chata. You're welcome. No, uh, you're, we're just recording on the phone. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I have my birthday rum chata. Um, yep, so we uh, – basically, I went and did some digging to find out what movie was number one the week you were born. Um, and for like the fourth week in a row in 1986, uh, Stand By Me was the number one movie in America. So, that being said, we decided to change up the Pitch Me a Remake game into Pitch Me a Sequel. Now, when I came up with this idea, I had to make some rules, and it looks like everybody followed them. 
except for maybe Chad, but we'll get into yours here in a minute, bud. Um, we'll see. My rule. my rule was you could cast, your cast can be any of the surviving actors, or you can recast with anybody you want. However, you have to explain in story why they've changed their appearance so much. I also slipped in a pro tip when I sent this to you guys. Trisha, you'll appreciate this. The pro tip was Trisha really doesn't want Will Wheaton recast. Make it the most ridiculous reason you can think of if you do. Uh, then you had to pick a director. You had to include a gratuitous Stephen King cameo. The genre can be whatever you want it to be, and it cannot be a complete rehash of the original. So, here we go. So I'm going to go with Alex first. Uh, and we'll, we'll pick this apart as we go. All right, so Alex's was going to be uh, the Stand By Me sequel. I should have made up come up with title for it. This can't be Stand By Me 2, a lick of no. but that's okay. <laughs> um, all right, so Alex decided to make this a murder mystery, which was focusing on Gordon's son. Uh, his father's gone missing. Uh, they had a strained relationship, and he finds himself reading his father's book and realizing that his dad always meant well. He decides to solve the mystery himself. He goes to visit a few of his dad's childhood friends asking questions and such. In the end, Gordon is found murdered in the woods just like the body in the original, and it turns out that Ace Merrill is the murderer, and he had a childhood vendetta against Gordon for what happened with the original body and how he could have been a hero for finding it. Ace never amounted to anything and blames Gordon. Okay. That's actually not a bad... Yeah, that's solid. What do you think, Jed? Uh, I like it, and uh, I didn't necessarily go with that myself, but I can right. see... See how that would work. Yeah. All right. So, so we're gonna we're gonna go <clears throat> digging through here. So, their director, uh, Alex, picked out Chris Nolan, which I think is a pretty good choice for that. Although, I really like to see him do something with uh, on a small budget but epic in scope. So, this might be mm -hmm. the thing to do it, or just have a really big weird ass set piece in there. Think think something from Inception. Uh, anyway, All right. so uh, so for Joe, uh, he uh, he has cast Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, and then for surviving cast members, she only included three. So she brought back Kiefer Sutherland to play Ace, okay. Jerry O'Connell to play Vern, and Corey Feldman to play Ted. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, I'm assuming no room for Will Wheaton here. Well come off his character so no that's true so i'm not i'm not mad at that yeah so all right and then uh the stephen king cameo would be the narrator which is gordon's voice as joe reads the book okay not a bad not a bad call yeah so all right um so that was alex's anything you want to change about that trisha actually no i'm i'm okay with that You're pretty good with that that's yeah. pretty solid it is actually a solid solid story so I, yeah. I would actually read that and i honestly could see stephen king writing that story yeah so, all right. Chad, I'm going to save you for last. All right, buddy? Sounds good. Okay. So, Austin uh, is doing, God bless him. Oh, no. I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to even tell you what it says. You're just, we're just going to go through this. So, everyone is back <laughs> in town for Christmas funeral. So, it takes place just a few weeks or so after the closing moments of the original. Groda, played by, or Gorda? I'm not sure, it might be a typo. Played by Elizabeth Banks and Verna, played by Melissa McCarthy, both give eulogies. Afterwards, they go visit Teddy at Cordy, which is Corey Feldman in drag. It's an all-female sequel. She is mad because she has recently read Groda's book and feels she was misrepresented. Basically, it's the three of them wondering why they grew apart and then now reconnecting as adults. Oh, and at some point, it is casually mentioned that they all decided to have sex changes. 
Gordon's has happened in the last week since it basically picks up where we left off the original. <laughs> uh, typically, a typical all-female remake that doesn't really make sense. Someone just wanted to add a little unnecessary feminine power to a movie, a la Ghostbusters 2016. Director Paul Feig uh, with a Stephen King cameo in the form of Chris's body in the casket, also in drag. I can I can see the Oscars piling up. Uh, you know, I I can't wait to see the internet backlash against this. Although Corey Feldman in drag, I'm I'm down with this idea. Matter of fact, I like it so much, I would actually take that idea and throw it into Alex's film. I feel like you read your pro tip about me not wanting Will Wheaton cast. Yes, and if you recast him, it has to be something ridiculous. And I, that's that's where we got. I feel like he took that as a challenge. The fact that he, the fact that he went with Melissa McCarthy as the female version of Vern just has me dying. Uh, wow, Chad. <laughs> yes, sir. What do you think? <laughs> um, it, it's definitely interesting. I think. It would take uh, with the all female and uh, drag cast. I think that take a what would be typically a five on the Rotten Tomatoes and bump that sucker up to at least a seventy two. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you because um, yeah. critically acclaimed. Yes. Uh, however, I feel like audiences are just absolutely going to hate it. However, the good thing about single idea, digits. Yeah, the the good thing about this idea is it might tank so hard that Hollywood just stays away from remakes and sequels to old movies in general. Sure. That All would right. be the upside. That that would be a huge upside. Um, having director Paul Feig, if it's gonna have Paul Feig in it, it's gotta lot have a lot of man hating, uh, especially after Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Yeah. So. Um, the fact that they didn't squeeze Chris and Wig into this, though, I'm a little disappointed. So, um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to throw in here. I want Ace Merrill played by, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Leslie Jones. Um, not, not just, not just have the sex change, but also have a pigmentation change. If we're going to do this, do this right. Yeah, I I think I think the the two brothers that did the Matrix should be the two sisters that uh, do this one. Well, they'll probably write it. Oddly enough, Stephen King will be able to go ahead and roll over in his grave during the filming. So, <laughs> all right, all right, Chad, you're the only one here. Now's your time to shine. Make us want to pick yours. Now you've come close. I'm ready for it. In your last couple rounds, I, I know. I just I just keep falling short. I think this is one to bring it home. All right. So, Chad, all right. So, take it away. do you do you want me to give you my characters first, or just read the synopsis? And then uh, come back with characters afterwards. All right. Well, let me. I'll I'll go ahead and tell you what I'm thinking, and then uh, I'll come back with the cast after that. Now, originally, when you sent this to me, I I just assumed it was going to be pitch me a remake as usual, and I got Mm -hmm. excited. And my original idea was going to be original cast, shot for shot remake. Uh, You'd put Joaquin where River once was. But you don't want to leave him out. I think River Phoenix would play the body. Oh God! <laughs> all but right. Since this all is right. a sequel, since this yes. is a sequel, I'll I'll jump in. All right. So the the guys come back into town together, 
Um, it's this would be set in eighty seven, eighty eight ish, because thirty year difference. Um, and they're back for Chris's funeral after being stabbed in the neck. Now we're gonna find out that it was actually Ace that stabs him in the neck. So for Stand by Me two, Ace's revenge. Uh, they the guys come back together. They're gonna take a trip out into the wilderness once again now possibly to dump the ashes um or or just rebond something so at the funeral we have timothy oliphant showing up and reveals that he is chris's lover or husband however uh, intimate we want to make it so i'm already in he's going with him you've won me over he's going with them so they're out and uh, the gang, Ace's gang, shows up, and they're hunting these guys. It's 30 years. They held a grudge. They're coming back. So yeah. Teddy, uh, Feldman's character, is killed. So after this, uh, Gordy uh, uh, recast uh, as is uh, now Dwayne the Rock Johnson, rallies the troops. He brings them in like you know he can. And right. they're going after the gang. We're putting yeah. an end to this. By the end of this movie, everyone's dead. They pick each other off from side to side. And I'm thinking the end scene is Vern getting stabbed by Ace and Gordy tackling. Sorry, I'm the one with the dogs barking today. <laughs> it's okay. Give it a minute. Ours will chime in. So. Gordy tackles Ace off the cliff, and those are the last two gone. All right. I'm going to have I, – I was thinking Rob Reiner coming back to direct. He's, he's getting up there in age. So it's 72. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone can do this like my boy Michael Bay. So I'm bringing him Again in to do the Michael job Bay. right. <laughs> um, O'Connell, Sutherland, I, I'd, I'd bring everyone back. Okay. Uh, aside from Wheaton. Aside from Wheaton. <laughs> yeah. You know, scheduling, scheduling conflicts. Right. You know, right, he right. couldn't he's get out of whatever there. he's, whatever else he's doing these days. Yes. So <laughs> that, that is my sequel. So, so going, going for a full on action packed sequel to Stand By Me. Yes. Which is the... this would be the, the Fast Five version of Stand By Me. <laughs> Let me ask you, are we putting a car chase in there? I feel like there has to be a car chase. Uh, maybe a foot chase through the woods. No, no, no cars. Okay. All right. All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So. We, right. you know, they could even, they could even come across the farm and pick up a couple of horses. A horse chase. You know what? We don't have enough good horse chases in Hollywood anymore. I'm in. I agree. Yeah. Trisha? I should have known as soon as I opened my mouth about Will Wheaton that I was just guaranteeing there's going to be no Will Wheaton to be found. What if what if we put Will Wheaton in as a ghost somewhere along the way? No, just 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 leave him be. Just leave him out altogether. All right. All right. Oh, so um, I've got uh, my Stephen King cameo. He will not be oh, yes. the body. He will be the uh, Undertaker. I can see that. At the- at the funeral. I could definitely see that. 
All right. Anything else you want to add, bud? I think that's it. All right. Here we go. Judgment time. Let's All right. tally up Trevor, those votes. You have heard all three pitches. Mm-hmm. None of them includes Will Wheaton. No. No. So, although, to be fair, like you said, they did kill him off. So, sure. yeah. So, who's your pick? Who's getting your funding? I don't go with Alex. It was just too good. I want to see that movie. I actually agree. I'm sorry, Chad. Uh, you got me find somebody who wasn't even here. <laughs> another absentee. Another absentee loss. This is just, they're piling up. You know what, though? Um, I tell you what. You remember you, uh, when we first did this, you said you actually had a Kazam pitch, correct? <laughs> yes. Hang on to yes, that. Yes, I did. When Di- well, so I did some digging yesterday. Disney Plus, when it launches in November, will have Kazam on there. And I will <laughs> no. Do an episode, we will do an episode just for you to get that pitch out there. And I think that will be the one you went on. I think that's that that's that's got to be what it is. It's been sitting it's on the be. shelf it's there, just, you know, and it's I mean, just some, hanging some over guys me. Some guys spend their whole lives about winning a national title, so I mean, you know, you, then you 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 are on the cusp. I feel it. I don't want to give you. A I'll get there. Yes. So, but I think I think the stars are going to align in November when when that finally happens. So, all right. So Alex is our winner this go round. Uh, we'll have to get her her no prize here in the near future. So, sure. all right. Well, Chad, I appreciate you coming on, but uh, the dedication to losing, uh, I just applaud it. You know, 13, 14 more times of this, and I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna quit. Right. Just just thirteen or fourteen. I I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm almost to my wit's end. You know, <laughs> just just keep the fireworks on standby. Let the midget go, though, that you had dropping out to be the human pinata. They they've got to get away. They they need to eat. <laughs> if they if we're beating a dead midget, it's not going to be a good time. <laughs> so, all right, bud. All right, all right, bud. Well, appreciate it, uh, guys. This has been another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. Come check us out online at on Facebook at. Uh, my drunk movie theater on Twitter at drunk underscore theater. You can also email us at mydrunkmovietheater.com. Um, next week, I'm getting ready to go on vacation, so we'll be off the air after that for about two weeks. But I think I know what I want to do. Trisha, you've never seen Speed 2 Cruise Control. You're going to make me watch it. I'm going on a cruise. I feel like we need to watch a boat movie. So I think that's the one. I have to track it down, though, so you might get lucky. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, from again, from us, uh, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Gamble. And be nice to your damn movie staff.